Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. We started a series called Love is Blind last week, and... um, it's the month of love, the week of love, the day of love. And so we said, let's talk about relationships and what the Bible says about love. The Bible says a lot about love. In fact, the greatest thing it says is that God is love. And I think our culture, uh, especially in recent times, has uh, made popular the phrase, love is blind. And we talked about it last week, love is not blind. We actually think love is very intentional and love is committed. In fact, let's see what the Bible says. Go to 1 Corinthians. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's what we picked as kind of like the base passage for this series. If you don't have a Bible, you can raise your hand and we'll try to get a Bible to you. If not, share with the person next to you. And uh, if you're single and they're single, Valentine's Day, share a Bible. Hey, you never know what can happen after church. Uh, A lunch date, of course. Uh, Of course. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Paul is writing a letter and he gives us a picture of what love is. One more time, turn to the person next to you and tell them, I'm glad you're next to me. Turn even to the person on them. the other side. Yeah, even if you don't know, give them a smile. Yes. Give them a wave. If you're online, tell us where you're watching from. People literally watching us all over the globe on every Sunday. So we're glad that you're with us as well. First Corinthians chapter 13. If you're there, can you say amen? amen. Go down to verse 4. Paul is giving a description of love. And I love how he describes it. He is very detailed about what love is. Is love blind? Last year, there was a series on Netflix called Love is Blind. And me and Dan enjoyed it. It was uh, embarrassingly. We did uh, watch it and enjoyed it. Um, but everybody says love is blind. And when you fall in love, you know, you, you forget about certain things. And we get most of that. But love is not blind. Look what Paul says. Verse 4. Love is patient. How many know we need a lot more patience? Yeah. <laughs> Felt like I got more yes and amens from the wives than the husbands. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. That's a good one. It keeps no record of wrongs. Some of us got a whole list. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trust, always hopes, and always perseveres. Come on, those are some good verses right there. Our prayer is that these verses, last Sunday and this Sunday, more than just read them on a Sunday, see them on a screen or on our Bibles, they were getting our heart and they were getting our soul, whether you're here physically or watching online, that we would think about it in the days ahead, maybe on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, open them up and and think about it. Let it get it deep inside your spirit. What is love? Maybe you are in love or you're waiting for love. What is love? Paul describes it here. Today, we're going to continue with this conversation on love for the next 25, uh, maybe 30 minutes. And then we're going to pray for relationships. We're going to pray for marriages that need healing today. Maybe um, there's some spouses that are here that your spouse is not here and you need healing in your relationship. Maybe you're single and you've been frustrated. Enjoy the season that you're in. Don't get frustrated because the whole world is talking about love. Be content with where God has you for this season. And we're going to pray for strength. And again, me and Dana, 
nowhere perfect are we in our relationship. Uh, we're working on our marriage. Uh, but anything that we've learned, we've sat down with pastors and people that have gone way ahead of us. Uh, we're just going to try to share it with you. And so we're on a journey just like you. And uh, let's do this and get better together. Amen. Come on, why don't we pray first, and then we'll talk about this for the next 25 minutes, and then worship God. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace, for your love and your mercy. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you give us a description, a picture of what to attain and what to go after. Thank you for loving people like us. Holy Spirit, thank you for being in this room, and thank you that um, you are also ministering and helping people online. God, I pray that today healing would happen as we speak. I pray that chains will be broken, eyes would be open. God, I believe that even right now you're healing people. Even right now you're already doing something in our hearts and here in our midst. Thank you for loving us. We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. But you are so good and so kind. And so we love you and we thank you. And all of God's people say. Amen. One more time, all of God's people say. Amen. Come on, can we make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on. We were talking about this the other day that there's nothing worse than being unprepared. Yeah. Have you ever been unprepared? Maybe you're unprepared for work. You were supposed to bring something in and you forgot it. Maybe you were unprepared. This one is like when you're unprepared for schoolwork, for a school project. Yeah, yeah, that ever happened to you? You were unprepared. You know, every time there's a school project and maybe it's like a group project. There's always that one person yeah. that doesn't do anything. Shows up unprepared. Gets the grade that you actually worked hard to get. Right. You spent all night, all week doing research, but there's always one person that shows up unprepared. Always one. I was the one that worked hard. I was the one that prepared. Up until like 12th grade, and then yeah. I didn't do my projects so much. But <laughs> Nobody needs to know that. Sorry. Confessions. Just <laughs> but there's nothing worse than being unprepared because you never uh, fully get the, the experience yeah. that you should have by being prepared. And um, we told you last week, we went to Columbia a few weeks ago, yeah. and we visited a small little town that we love to go to. It's Alex's favorite little town. And Any Colombians in the building? Wow. 11 a.m. is filled <laughs> with Colombians, like our city. <laughs> you guys are taking over. Um, so next to Medellin, there's a small little town called Guatape. I don't know if you guys have been. It's the best small little town. It's my favorite place to go. It's a favorite place. Um, so we go every time we, we, we visit. And, you know, it's a place. It's really cute. You walk around. We had never noticed that they had uh, a jet ski rental place. Yeah. Uh, this little town has, it's surrounded by, like, almost lakes. And so we'd never seen that, so we weren't expecting to go on a jet ski. We had our sneakers on, you know, our socks, long pants. We're just going to go walk around. But then Alex and our friends decided it would be a great idea to go jet skiing. I love going to jet ski, but here you need your whole life savings around a jet ski. Like Over a there, it was pretty cheap. It was, it was cheap. So we ended up having to ask the guy to, you know, put our shoes away, took off our socks, rolled up our pants, you know as much as we could, and we did it, and it was amazing. It was a lot of fun, but at the end of the day, we didn't really fully get the experience that we could have if we would have been prepared. You yeah, can't like, really like just... We, we weren't ready. I wasn't ready, but because we were fully dressed. Like, if you're going to enjoy jet skis, you got to throw somebody off the jet ski. You got to get in the water. Usually ends up being me. Dad is like, don't make me fall. They didn't come ready. <laughs> and so, like, so this is not enjoying a jet ski. It was fun. <laughs> Like three miles an hour is like okay, it was fun, but you didn't get the. It full was your experience. idea too. So. No, I know, I know. But then I was like, we should have came prepared. <laughs> 
but we didn't. Right. And so we didn't get the full experience. Yeah. And you know, wow, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No. Just a little bit. But when we're talking about this, the same, the same thing happens in our relationships. When we enter into relationships and we're not prepared for them, yeah. Yeah. usually we're not going to get the full experience. Right. We're usually not going to um, be able to experience it to the fullest capacity as God would want us to because we just simply are unprepared. Right. Right. And we believe that if you're not prepared to win, you're preparing to fail. Right. And life isn't perfect, and we all know that situations happen. So even when we talk about being prepared, we don't talk, we're not talking about um, having it all together. Because sometimes life is unexpected. Life will bring situations that we would have never imagined we would be in. And maybe we don't have the perfect answer for that situation. But when we have a strong foundation, yeah. they will be able to navigate through those situations that life can throw at us. And the reality is, is that relationships require a lot of work. They're not always easy, but they're always worth it. You're talking about two completely different people coming together to build a future. And as alike as you could be, I like to think that Alex and I are very much alike in a lot of areas. At the end of the day, we have completely different upbringings. We were raised differently. We do things a different way. Maybe we have a different mentality on some things. So at the end of the day, you're getting two completely different people trying to come together to build a future so it requires hard work and the problem that i think we have is that if we're not willing to work then we're not willing to win if you and i are not willing to put in work into our relationships then that means we're just not willing to win in our relationships that's great how how many know relationships take work Come on, if we're going to get the full experience and really enjoy the relationships that God has given us. We're going to have to put in some work. And so I think it's going to take two people putting in 100%. It's not 50-50. Yeah. It's 100 and 100. And we're going to have to work toward our relationships. Today, we want to talk about the topic happily ever after. Because I think a lot of people, we want the happily ever afters, but we don't want to put in the work for the happily ever afters. Uh, and this is the truth. The truth is... Fairy tales don't exist. I think some of us, when we were younger and we got invited on Friday night to come speak to the youth, uh, shout out to Phil and all of the youth team that's doing an incredible job. Uh, and we were telling the young people, like, it's, love is much more than a feeling and an emotion. And where you're young, you, you think that you're going to meet Prince Charming and life is going to go amazing. Like, I, I, met him. I met him today. I saw him. I saw him at the mall and... Oh, my God. And you just think, like, you're going to get married or you meet, the, like, the girl of your dreams and life is going to go amazing. We're going to have 15 little angels and we're going to get married right off into the sunset when we're 90 until you have 15 little demons. And you realize life is difficult and hard and there's struggles and there's challenges and there's financial problems. There's sickness. Come on. There's in-laws. There's, like, all kind of. One of the leading causes of divorce is financial stress. Yeah. Another one of the leading causes of divorce is a lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Last week, we said relationships take commitment, yeah. but they also take communication. Yeah. They also take conversation. They also take dedication. Like, you need to put in some work. It's not all fairy tales, butterflies, skittles, and rainbows. Like, you're going to have to put in some work. You have to work. In fact, if you're single in here today, I think today's a good day to sit down and say, okay, what do I want for my life? Write down a vision for your life and say, these are some of my goals, some of my dreams, some of my ambitions, what God wants to do in my life. Find out who you are first. Communicate with yourself instead of waiting for the one. We talked about this last week. First work on becoming the one. And say, I want to be a healthy and whole person first. 
if you're married, maybe you got to have uncomfortable conversations. Like, hey, let's talk about this. What are, what are the, my pastors in my life? Uh, Pastor JP, who's watching online, I love him very much. He's one of the pastors here. Um, he told me years ago, he said, hey, something good to do in your marriage every once in a while, sit down with Anna and say, hey, um, where have I been lacking? How can I be a better husband? That's a good question. Now, if you're going to ask that, you better be prepared for the answer. <laughs> well, yeah, I was thinking this is where you need to. It's like, wait, wait a minute. I thought you were going to say, no, you're doing fine, babe. Like, keep going. Right. But but have those tough conversations. That's the only way we can grow. Right. And so how, what is your relationship based on? What's the foundation of our marriage, of our union? There needs to be if it's just based on good times. If it's just based on emotions, if it's just based on feelings, if it's based on looks, how many know all that goes? The Bible says beauty fades. Literally, that's what the Bible says, right? Like the person you married 40 years ago, it's not going to look the same. Time passes, right? Like wrinkles come in and things sag and... um, that's why people run to plastic surgeons. Like, like life happens, right? And if you're founded on that, you're going to be frustrated at the end. But if you got a strong foundation that says, come what may, in sickness and in health, in good times and bad times, with money, with no money, come on. I'm committed to communicate and to build something together. God can bless that, right? When it's based off the right thing. In fact, we put it this way. If you want a better future, you need a strong foundation. If you want a better future, then we need to make sure that our foundation is absolutely Yeah, and there's a reason why we chose these verses as a foundation because we believe that there's such a beautiful explanation of what love is. And we see the Apostle Paul, he's writing to the church in Corinth and he's telling them, you need to understand what love is because you're going to need it in your relationships. You're going to have to go back and make sure you understand what it is and what it is not. And he actually uh, gives us 14 different verbs, actions, uh, to tell us exactly that. Seven of them are positive terms that he uses to tell us this is how love behaves. This is how love responds. This is what love does. And the other seven are uh, a little negative, but he's trying to say this is what you don't do. This is what you try to stay away from. Because we understand that love is not blind. That if we want healthy relationships, we need to work hard and we need to be committed to being this kind of person that can be kind. This kind of person that's going to not keep a record of wrongs. You don't have that long list waiting for somebody to do something and say, well, you're this kind of person and you always do this. And and it's beautiful when when we hear them, but I don't know about you, but when I read these verses, I think to myself about the other person. You know, Alex should be patient and kind. And, you know, this is how that other person should be. But how many times when you read that do you actually think about yourself? Am I being patient? Am I being kind? Am I being this kind of person? And so we love these verses because we believe that they call us to self-reflect. And if this is something you haven't done yet, we encourage you to do that. And really sit down with, with ourselves and ask ourselves that question and answer it with honesty. Is this the way that I'm loving? Is this the kind of person I am? And if I am not be uh, this person, how can I better myself? How can I change? How how can I just not think about the other person and point my finger? But how can I become this person myself? Then our relationships can be different. Then our relationships can be better. And so if we want to build our future, 
we need to understand and, and have this foundation of what love is and what love does. And so today we want to share with you a few things that we believe can serve us as a good foundation. And maybe you've been already married for a couple years. Uh, maybe you're just entering into a relationship. There's always room to improve. There's always room to be better. There's always room to grow. So we have a few things that we believe are foundations yes. for gonna, our relationships. We're going to focus on three areas today. Write these down on a notebook, on a journal, uh, somewhere. Three areas where uh, we're learning and people have taught us to look at if we want a happily ever after or a better future. Uh, let's look at these three areas. We looked at three areas of commitment last week. Today, what are some areas we need to communicate in and focus in if we want a better future? Three areas. Yeah, we believe that as a foundation, the first thing that we need to do is to heal the past. Heal the past. All of us have a past. All of us have faced difficult situations in our lives. We're here and we are the product of the experiences we've lived through. Some of us have been wounded before. And hurt before. Some of us can't believe that there's a future for us because we never had someone believe for us or remind us or tell us there's value for your life. Maybe some of us never heard somebody telling us that God had a future for us. Some of us maybe experienced trauma in our lives. And as a consequence of that, we're going through life with walls up. We're going through life not trusting anybody, not believing that things can get better. All of us have been hurt before. So we're either walking around wounded or we're walking around with some scars. And the worst thing that we can do is bring our past into our present. Because if we allow it, our past can dictate how we live our lives and our future. It'll dictate what kind of expectations we have. So we don't expect our marriages to do better because simply that's not what we experienced when we saw our parents' relationships. Some of us don't have expectations that we can actually find somebody that's going to honor us and respect us because we haven't even learned how to do that ourselves. Some of us are still hurting from the past. And God's saying, if you want to experience the fullness of the relationships that I have for you, then you need to allow me to heal you. Whatever you have faced in your life and as difficult as it may have been, God wants to rewrite your story. God wants to redeem your story. God wants to redeem the pain, the hurt, the situations, and tell you that there is a future for you, that he can turn everything around for good for those who love him. So whatever you've gone through in your life and in the past, where we allow God to heal our hearts, are we willing to be vulnerable for a moment and say, God, I, I, I need you to heal this area of my life. Maybe I need to go get some help. Maybe I need to be open about this. Maybe it's something you've never told anybody. God's calling you today and telling you, I want to heal areas of your life so that you can move forward to your future without holding anything back. I love what Psalm 147 says. It says that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. God wants to heal you. God wants you to know there's more to your life than whatever pain that you experienced in the past and he wants you to experience the fullness of your future if you allow him to heal your heart i love that verse he heals the brokenhearted maybe there's people in here today or, or watching online and you need healing in your past today something happened somebody cheated on you somebody abused you somebody caused something that that caused pain and, and today you're still carrying that around You can't have health in your present if you first don't heal your past. Otherwise, you're bleeding on people that never wounded you. 
And today you are causing the person that you're with to pay the price of something they didn't cause. And so we get into relationships. And I think what happens is that past experiences will shape your present expectations. Now you're expecting this person to heal you. You're expecting this person to be a certain way because of your past experience. It, it, it wasn't their fault. That's not, it wasn't the person that you're with. What are you carrying into this relationship that you first need to get fixed? And I think that there's people here today that what area of your heart and soul do you need the Holy Spirit to heal today? What area have you not allowed God yet to enter? Like Diana said, get, it's okay to get help. Maybe you got to go to, to therapy. Maybe you got to go see a psychologist. Maybe you need to get a pastor, a leader in your life. Come on, there's nothing wrong with that. There's everything right with that. We see therapists like, it's good. Like, God, God, I need help in this area. Can you bring some biblical godly counselors into my life to help me? I need, like, we believe we're stronger together, right? And so what are some areas in your life that you And then they shape your expectations, whether you like it or not. Like, maybe you saw your parents' marriage end up in divorce. Your grandparents' marriage end up in divorce. And so you're walking around on eggshells thinking this is going to end soon because I, I already know how this thing goes. And so your past experience is shaping your present expectations, right? Or the person that you were with before cheated on you. And so now you're walking around with a heart that you can't fully open because you think this person is just going to cause me harm again. And again, your, your expectations are based off your past experience. Today, where do you need healing? Allow him to go in there and heal it. God heals the brokenhearted. Come on, that's a promise. We can trust that, that God is good. He'll heal us. He'll give us grace for today, hope for tomorrow. That's the God that we serve in. And so maybe you're in here and you're like, hey, I'm recently divorced or I went through some bad relationships. Come on, trust that God can give you a brand new beginning. God can give you a fresh start and a better hope for tomorrow. Can I get an amen? amen. Number one, if we want health and if we want a better future, then let's get healing in our past. Then number two, let's give grace in our present. Somebody say grace. grace. I think a lot of times what happens is that we are good receivers of grace, but bad givers of grace. Oh, we love to receive grace. We love it. Like when we mess up, like God has been good to us. Can I get an amen? Has God been good to you? Can I get an amen? Like God's been good. Like some of us don't even deserve to be in here. Like we're surprised the building didn't burn up when we walked in. Like we know we should not be in here, but God has been good. He's forgiven us. He's merciful. He's kind. Some of us have failed a hundred times, a hundred times over, but God has been good and kind to us. But the minute somebody crosses us or does something wrong to us, Mm -mm. no 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 right <laughs> and it's like wait we have received grace let's be people of grace how much more in relationships and i think christians over the past three decades i think we've given a bad example to the world of what givers of grace are we we've been great receivers of grace but we're very short on people and their relationship with God, their journey with God. And I think we need to be better givers of grace, right? How are we treating one another? I love what James writes. James write this in James chapter two, verse 13. Look what he says. He says, judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. That's, that's tough. Mercy triumphs over judgment, James says. In other words, 
Come on. God is a God that before judging us, come on, he's been merciful with us. His mercy triumphs over his judgment. But he says, if you're not merciful, he's not going to show mercy to you. And so in my relationship, when I'm talking to Diana, I'm going to give her the same grace that God has given me. God has been patient with me. God has been kind with me. He's kept no record of wrong. Come on, the blood of Jesus has given me a clean slate. So I'm going to be the same way with her. And if we are short on grace, then I think we'll experience that much more trouble. I love that. And I love that grace is much more than just forgiving someone, but we can show grace in so many different areas of our lives. And I think our communication also can show grace. We can communicate in a manner that shows grace to the other person. We need to be able to, when we talk about communication, it's not just what you say or how you say it, but also how you listen. It's part of communication. Sometimes we just think about whether this is what the person's telling me, the way I'm, I'm saying things, but how are we listening? Do we have an open line of communication? Have we created a safe space where both of us can feel like we can talk to each other about anything? The fun times, the good times, but the moments that are uncomfortable, the moments that you dread to have a conversation, the moments where maybe you've had to say things you've done and you're not proud of, the moments where perhaps you have to... Uh, have a serious conversation and say something's got to change. What's our attitude in those moments? What kind of grace are we showing? What kind of people are we showing? And are we being to one another? And, you know, I realized that many times we refrain from saying certain things because we don't feel like we have a safe space to say things. But God wants to change that in our relationships and in our lives. He wants the, both, both of us to be on the same page when it comes to our communication. To say, hey, you can come talk to me about anything. Yeah. You know what I realized? That there's nothing, nothing that you say that cannot be resolved, that cannot be healed, that you can't move from. But rather, if you keep it to yourself, then that's where the problem is. Because if you don't say it, you can't fix it. If you don't share it, you can't heal it. If you don't share it, you can't move forward from that. But what kind of listeners are we? I mean, come on, I know that maybe, maybe it doesn't happen to you. Maybe you don't want to admit it. But you've had a conversation before when they always end in, well, it's always an argument. Well, you always do this. Well, this is what we can't have conversations. Well, this is what I don't talk to you because you always, you always tell me that. That's how conversations can end. But can I challenge us to maybe go into conversations and before we say something, not already be rolling our eyes? Not already be sighing. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it when it's obvious. <sighs> can we go into conversations when we're already not uh, maybe removing toxic thoughts from our minds about the other person? He always says that. He always has an excuse for everything. She's always nagging me about this. But can we listen the way that perhaps we would have, we would like to be heard? say I'm here to listen to you because the moment we start doing that nobody wants to talk to a person that all they do is roll their eyes come on nobody wants to talk to a person that all they do is tell you well I knew you were going to do this and I know that. Yeah. let's work it out let's have grace even in the way that we speak even in the way that we share even in the way that we communicate because it's better that we're talking it's better that we can resolve it. So it doesn't mean that we don't resolve the situation. It just means that we're wiser in our approach. How are we talking? What needs to change today? Yeah. What commitment do you have to make with each other to, to understand each other better? You know how that other person talks. You know the things that you need to change. Let's do it today. Yeah. 
let's do it today and let's be graceful also in the way we communicate. So we know that we have to heal the past, give grace in the present, but we also believe that we need to build for the future. What we invest today, we're going, we're going to live it out tomorrow. What we invest today, we're going to live out in tomorrow. What are you investing? Are you investing your time? Are you investing your, your kind words? Are you investing in your family? We believe the foundation of our relationship should be God. And everything, it's connected. It starts with God. It starts with us being healthy ourselves. It starts with our relationship with God to knowing that our commitment is not just with each other, but with God. So are we people that are we, are we putting God first in our relationships? Sometimes the investment will be uncomfortable. Sometimes the investment will feel like it's hard work. But you keep asking me to go to church with you every Sunday. Every Sunday? You want me to go to connect group with you? I don't know those people. But what kind of investment are you making? Are you putting God first or are we only seeking God when we're in trouble? Are we willing to say, you know what? I'm all in. I'm going to do this with you. We're going to see God together because together we're going to grow. Together we're going to get better. Are we the kind of families that we're making investments today and, and, and saying, you know what? We're, we're, maybe I don't feel like going to church today, but I'm going to do it for my children. I'm going to do this so that they see parents that are modeling godly men and women that understand what matters and what comes first. Am I letting my teenagers dictate their lives and their future or am I saying you know what you're coming to church with me because you live under my roof I don't care just gotta do things that are gonna be investments today that you can be proud of tomorrow and I really believe that as a foundation it starts with God allow God to work in your life to change you to heal you heal together move forward together and make him the first priority in your life because when you do that you're never going to be wrong yeah absolutely the Bible says that there's a time to sow and there's a time to reap. And I think if we want a better future, a happily ever after, whatever that may look like, we have to be people that sow. I heard this recently and I think it's so true, so important and so profound. Somebody said recently, the day you sow is not the day you eat the fruit. The day you sow the seed is not the same day you eat the fruit. But you have to sow the seed in order to later on get the fruit. So a lot of times we want health in our relationships or we want something now, but you haven't been investing in the right place with the right things. And so I think maybe today we're not happy with our today. What did we sow in our yesterday? Because our decisions today will shape our tomorrow. If I want a better marriage tomorrow, if I want a better relationship, if you're single, if you want this type of relationship tomorrow, what are you investing in today? Where are you sowing today? Yeah. Like, I, I think instead of waiting for love, become, become that kind of person that, that is desired to be loved. Work on you, fix you, get healthy in your mind, body, and soul. Hey, I'm sowing in myself today. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get right with God. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to get in my word. I'm going to become healthy in my mind, body, and soul. And I think you'll see the benefits of that down the road. Same thing in marriage. Like, hey, I'm going to be investing into the right place. I'm going to sow the seed to be able to reap the harvest later. 
what are you investing in today? It, this October, October 2021, is going to be five years since me and Diana became the lead pastors at Calvary Church. Five years already. I can't believe it. Time has flown by. It's been wild. And some, some of you were here almost five years ago when, when we became the lead pastors. And um, it's been awesome. It's been a great ride and amazing journey. But some of you were here and you, you, you know that those first few days, weeks and months, and maybe even first two years, they were rough. And it was a hard season. The church was going through a transition. And we were trying to navigate that with an incredible staff and team. Um, and I remember I just became super overwhelmed and involved in trying to do stuff here. And I neglected and I didn't put in the time in my marriage that I was supposed to. Until one day, God like kind of checked me and he's like, hey, I'm the builder of the church. You just do what I've called you to do and I'll take care of the rest. But my first responsibility is to my house, to my home, to my wife, to my marriage. And so if I want a fruitful, healthy marriage, I need to be investing in the right place. Maybe today you're saying, yeah, I want a fruitful relationship. I want a healthy family. But you're investing more time in your business than you are in your marriage. Maybe today you're like, I wish I had a better relationship with my kids. And they don't want to talk to me. But you're investing more time with your coworkers than you are with your son and daughter. Where are you investing your time in? Come on, if we want a happily ever after, if we want a better future, in spite of whatever life is going to throw our way, let's heal our past. Let's give grace in the present. But let's also build for the future. Hey, you know what? Maybe this week I won't take overtime. I'm going to go hang out with my kids. Hey, maybe this week I'm not going to tell the coworkers tonight I'm going to hang. I'm going I'm to go watch a movie with my wife. And I've seen this movie 30 times, The Notebook. I don't even get it. But, <laughs> but you're investing for the future. Can I get an amen? amen. Come on. I, I really think God wants health in our relationship. If there's anything the enemy's after is to destroy homes. If, if the enemy can destroy the image of man, if he can destroy the image of marriage, he can destroy families. And if he destroys families, he can destroy a society. And if he can destroy a society, he can destroy what God wants to do on earth. At the end of the day, he's defeated. Let's not give him more ammunition. Come on, let's fight for our marriages. Let's fight for our relationships. Let's invest now so that we can reap later. Come on, we want to pray for relationships today. Believing that God wants to heal you. Whatever area of your life you need healing in. Maybe you're single and you're like, yeah, I need to work on me. We're going to pray for you. Maybe it's a marriage issue. We're going to pray for you too. I'm going to ask everybody to stand up on their feet all across this place. I'm going to ask Diana to pray over us this morning. Come on, as we all stand to our feet, if you're capable and able to. And if you're watching online, maybe you're in your living room there with your family. If you're with your spouse, come on, why don't you grab their hand and we're going to pray over one another. We believe in healthy marriages, strong marriages. We believe in healthy lives. Even if you're single, God wants you healthy and whole and complete all by yourself. And today we want to pray that God would come and heal us. Like I said, we're not perfect. We're on the journey just like you. Yeah. We've had ups and downs. and Still surrounded by therapists and pastors that want to help us. We want to make sure we're as healthy as we can in every season. And we're praying that as well for your life with eyes closed and head bowed if you're here today and you're saying that's me i need healing in my past or i need to be a better grace giver in the present 
Maybe you need to give grace to yourself. Maybe you've been hard on yourself and you can't get over certain things of the past. Today, receive the grace of God over your life. And maybe today you need to rethink some of your commitments and say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to communicate better so that I can build for the future. Come on, if that's you, why don't you raise your hand. We're going to pray over single people, married people, that God would come and heal and make us healthy and whole in Jesus name. Come on, let's pray. I we pray for every Thank single you. person here today, yes, every single person Thank that is watching this right now. And whatever season of their lives you're in, Jesus, if they are single, God, we lift them up to you in this moment. We pray that they will continue to be committed to you and to themselves as you begin to mold them into the person you've called them to be, God. We pray that they would know there's a hope and a future for their lives. They would not be desperate for tomorrow, but be working on themselves today, Jesus. We pray that you help them, God, that they will see you and hear your voice, that you will be the one leading every step of the way, God. We pray for every relationship and every marriage in this place, God. May you be the foundation of everything that we do, God. May you be the foundation of our home, Jesus. If maybe we've neglected you in the past, we put you first where you belong, God. We put you first where you need to be in this moment today. And we we commit ourselves to you, to following you, to growing in you, Jesus. We commit ourselves to our spouse, God. We pray that you will continue to be in the middle of what we do, God. We pray for healing over relationships. We pray for healing over marriages, God. We pray for healing over broken hearts, Jesus. We pray that you will restore hearts in this moment. We pray that you will begin to restore our hearts, God, that we will grow in love with each other one more time, that we will know we are here for each other, Jesus. We pray for healing and for miracles and relationships in this moment, God that we will be able to restore trust, that we will be able to restore passion for each other, love for each other, our commitment towards each other, Jesus. God, we pray that we will have the grace that we've received. We will have it with each other and we will have it with ourselves, God. I declare miracles will happen today, God, as we begin to take up our part, as we begin to become committed with you and with each other, Jesus, that you will bless every relationship, bless every marriage, and bless every family. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 And amen. Hallelujah. Hey, we're, we're leaving in just a moment, but can we close our eyes really quick? One more time, right before we go. I know it's Valentine's Day, and some of you have a lunch date, a dinner date, all that. We're about to go with, with eyes closed and head bowed. Really quick, if you're in here today and you don't have a relationship with God, maybe you're in here today and somebody invited you for the first time. It's the first time you step into Calvary Church or first time watching online. Maybe somebody sent you a link and you're watching on our online platforms and first time ever and you're saying well I'm so far from God I don't even know why I'm watching this or why I'm here maybe you do feel distant from God and you feel like God wants nothing to do with you because of things that you've done the Bible said all of us are sinners I've sinned you've sinned we've all done wrong and the Bible says that it's our sin that separates us from God God can't be with sin, but the Bible says that God is so good and so loving and so kind and so patient that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. And all of us have heard of Jesus. Maybe you've seen a a picture of what we think Jesus might have looked like, but you've seen him on a cross. Why did he do that? He did that for me and for you because sin has a heavy price. The Bible says that sin leads to destruction. It leads to death. But Jesus says, I'll pay death for you so you won't have to die for sin. You can't die for sin. He was the only perfect one. And Jesus grabbed my sin, your sin. He grabbed the sins of the world. And the Bible says that Jesus died for all of our sins. 
He went down to a grave for three days. After three days, he resurrected. Jesus, he's alive. Today, he wants to give you a brand new start, a brand new beginning. Today, he wants to heal you. Today, he wants to forgive you. Today, it doesn't matter how far you may be. It doesn't matter what you did last month, last year, last week, last night. Today is a brand new beginning. Today is a brand new beginning. This is for somebody today. Today is a brand new beginning for you. You don't have to carry around the shame and the guilt of the past. With every eye closed and every head bowed, whether you're here or watching online, today if you're watching, if you're here, and you say, Alex, I need a relationship with God. I need forgiveness for my sins. I want Jesus to come into my life and save me. I'm going to count to three if that's you. At the count of three, I want you to raise your hand right there where you're at. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. None of that. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If that's you, you're saying, Alex, I need Jesus. Raise up your hand for a few seconds. I'll see you. Then you can put it right back down. One, two, three. Raise your hand across this place. Raise your hand as high as you can. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing. 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 Awesome. God bless you. Anybody else who raise up your hand, if you're watching online and you're making a decision today, let us know. We got pastors and leaders on the chat as well. Come on, with eyes closed and head bowed, I want to say a simple prayer. If you raise your hand, if you're making that decision today, repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. The Bible says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. In fact, I'm going to ask the whole church to repeat with me out loud together. Come on, let's say this together. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God, that you died for my sins. And on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my savior. In Jesus name, I'm healed. I'm saved and I'm forgiven. Amen. Amen. And amen. Man, come on, Calvary. Can we give them a big, big hand? Come on. Want to congratulate each and every single person that raised their hands here online. You made the best decision of your life. And as Calvary Church, we want to just come alongside of you and help you. Outside, right outside, we have a what's called our Connect Tent or our Connect Corner. We got people who want to give you a free Bible. If you don't have a Bible in here today, pick one up. This Bible has a lot of notes on the side to help you understand what you're reading. It's for new Christians or new believers. And it's absolutely free for you today. No strings attached. We just love you and we want to help you on your journey. If you're watching, there's information on the screen right now online. We'll mail one out to you. We love you and we want to help you out as well. Come on, anybody grateful that God is a God of love? Come on, anybody thankful that he's patient, he's kind, he holds no record of wrongs? And uh, love is not blind. Regardless of what culture says, we can build strong, healthy relationships and have a better future when there's commitment, when there's communication. And our prayer for you is that God would continue to heal you, open up your eyes, and show you that the best is yet to come for all of our lives. Amen? Come on, one more time. Let's give God a big, big praise. I love it.